0: sexual
1: health how can relationships relationships evolve evolve with people people as they grow and and change there's so many reasons why we should be doing it and i'm thinking well then if there are all those reasons why we should be doing it then why aren't we doing it welcome to the curious folks
0: podcast for those challenging the status quo in love sex and relationships
1: my name is effie blue and I'm Jacqueline Misla, and today we are talking about masturbation because it is Masturbation Month. My favorite thing about May, yeah, I love masturbation. Well, I have a mm-hmm. love hate relationship with masturbation. We're going to talk about that. But what I hate, hate, there is no love. There is the name masturbation. Yeah. I think it is the worst sounding word. In the history of words, nobody's like, I want to masturbate. Like, there's just so many, like, like, like letters and sounds in that that sound so terrible. And almost every Western language uses the, some version of that word. So, so go out there into the world now and Google it, Google masturbation, in several languages, and you will see that it's just different. It's like masturbation. Masturbation. Like it's just all. Masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> except, except for like the Swedes and the Norwegians and the Danish, like they have chosen different words and some folks yeah. in like the East, but the rest yeah. of us picked the worst word ever. I know. I think wasn't it
0: last year or something where like the worst word in the world was moist. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't really care about moist, but oh, I hear yeah. you on masturbation. Yeah. And the reason why all the Western world says masturbation, because it has the roots in Latin and Latin, it's literally masturbation. Mm. And then all the all the yeah, Western languages have picked that up, yes. and uh, obviously it's such a taboo subject. We even it, I, I, I so okay, this is something. So how words change, right? We look at the, the the original, and because they get used and used and used, and over time they adapt and they change, and then we get the mm-hmm. language that we have today. Mm-hmm. Masturbation is so taboo mm-hmm. that we haven't spoken about it since
1: the Romans. So it's just stayed <laughs> untouched. It's exactly the same. <laughs> it's word. exactly the it's same. True. (laughs) it's so terrible and honestly what is as terrible to me is like the other things that we call it like jerking off and wanking and like all the things I'm not a fan of any of those things
0: I am kind of a fan of wank like I do like the word wank and I like it because it's like if to me it's a little subversive because wanking is a is a very male word like especially in the UK where I grew up it's boys who wank and over the years girls start saying it and I like the idea of just using that word which was kind of colonized by boys and men and I like saying now I'm gonna go and have a wank it just feels subversive so like that's how I roll Um, so I like wank but yeah masturbation it's just like there's
1: nothing sexy about it and jerk off eh, I know we need to come up with a new word we should ask chat GDP (laughs) someone ask the AI to come up (laughs) with a better word than masturbation (laughs) I love that idea. Wank is silly. Masturbation sounds just like not like harsh and I don't like it. And so wide call out. We should do, let's have a contest. Whoever comes with the best word. I don't know what the prize will be. The prize will be renaming the word for the rest of history. But please do that because it's terrible. Yes. Hate the name. Love the practice though. Mm -hmm. The practice, you know, very little complaints about that. Why do you love it so much? because it's not more as much love as need i think that i if i did not do it i believe that i would likely explode into pieces the the best Whoa. way that i can picture it in my mind is i don't know if you've, you've seen like those like cartoon like whistles where like it starts like heating up and then like the top of it like exploit like, pops open it's like like the whistle like blows and it's like shaking like that (laughs) Uh would be me like if i never did it i think i would just like it like all of the like the blood flow and sexual energies was like build up in my body and then like the top of my head would like pop off and i'd be like that's so funny yeah there's just there's a lot of stuff Mm. there's a lot of flow happening. There's just a lot happening in my body. So I think truly the biggest reason is like physiological. I, I don't even need to necessarily even be turned on. It doesn't need to be... I can masturbate with and and finish within 60 seconds. Nice. I can probably time myself. I can do it. I can do it without touching myself. I can do it almost anywhere. Like it is, it is become a way, just a, a normal way of me kind of regulating. I think I use it to like, Calm my nerves. Calm your nerves. That's like yeah. how 17th century of you.
0: where
1: well, you have hysteria? <laughs> yes, exactly. Masturbation exactly. recommended. I am a hysterical woman. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I think people, yes, I'm sure many people over the course of my life would have called me hysterical woman. If you do not know what we're talking about, you should also Google that. Add that to your Google list for today. I think it started in like ancient Egypt. And then of course, like the Greeks had all sorts of analysis about it around, around hysteria being this condition, a medical condition that was recognized for like thousands of years. And it was blamed for the, all of the mal- the issues that were happening with women, that there was something that was happening within our womb. Our womb is like an animal that needed to be tamed. <laughs> and if it was not tamed, then it could cause to nervousness, to stomach pains, to lunacy. We could go crazy. And so, the Greeks like defined what it was and then the Brits like did something about it the Brits decided it was something that that needed medical care Mm. and eventually needed a vibrator yeah that was actually the origins of the vibrator love it love it right it was a pelvic massage right
0: it was was yeah it's like the pelvic massage and then the doctors started getting crumpy hands and then the industrious Brits. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then the industrious Brits were like, exactly. we're going
1: to make a machine for this. That's exactly, no, it's 100% right. That Right, women were like, they were everything from like depressed to like, which I'm sure they were just like, f- like fainting <laughs> on their yeah. like lounge chairs. Like, oh. Yeah. Right? somebody a like, oh, massage? No. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, and then there was like so many women going to the doctor like, I have hysteria. And then they were, all getting like you know pelvic massages from the doctors and the doctors were like our hands can't take this and they created then the vibrator but yes uh, clearly i would be one of those women i would be hysterical i think Mm -hmm. if i did not have it so so that's the first is it does feel super like physiological i could just like hear a word i probably could be reading an article and read the word sex and something in my body will turn on and be like well do you want to i mean do you have a few minutes (laughs) like that's the dialogue that happens immediately in my mind it's Mm -hmm. like I think you can squeeze it in. The other, I think, is psychological. I think that it is something particularly that I realized that I started to feel whenever I was feeling jealous or territorial, Mm. which is a complete mindfuck, by the way, to be like picturing my partner with someone else with like my metamor and feeling simultaneous like twisted up jealousy territorialism like just like all the angst but then also kind of feeling (laughs) kind of being turned on (laughs) again kind of feeling again like that the voice in my head being like well i mean you have a few minutes Uh, (laughs) and it wasn't i think it really it messed with me for a very long time at first my theory was That it was like self-soothing. That the feeling of being jealous and thinking about my partner with somebody else was so overwhelming that my body was like, Mm. here, just, just do this. Hysteria again. Down. You'll (laughs) be fine. Exactly. It was hysteria. (laughs) Right. My my womb was going crazy, and like I needed something to like tame it. So it was that. But then I think we had a conversation. I think it was the episode that we did with um, Dr. Jolie and. She talked about. I think I mentioned this, and I think she referenced that it may have to do with mate value, which mm-hmm. was something that we had a conversation with David Buss about. Doctor Buss, mm-hmm. about mate and value, dollar? and if you think your 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 mate is a, a five or a six or a seven or an eight or nine ten, and like the more value they have, the more like attracted you are, the more you want them in their life, and that somehow picturing them with someone else like upped their mate value percentage, mm-hmm. and that that was the thing that I was turned on mm-hmm. by. Like, oh wow, well, it's like having a total that other kids now covet and you're like well wait a minute maybe i want that toy back <laughs> i think it was like that it was yeah. like oh you like my partner well then and then my womb went crazy and yeah. it became hysterical and i needed to do something about it
0: nice those are all legit reasons to masturbate for sure i love them yeah. what about you well i mean huh. Your reasons kind of resonate with me for sure. I started really early. I started, like, I don't know, I remember as early as like five. I got caught masturbating by my dad, mm-hmm. of all people, at six awkward awkward yeah no not fun
1: did he just like back out slowly and like like
0: like, span on the point he was like just like just like spun around and walked away that was his reaction to it which i'm grateful (laughs) for because i didn't want to explain what i was doing but um yeah i got caught you would have like
1: exploded from a different reason from just like embarrassment you would have just
0: popped yeah and then i kind of kept up with it because it's like you know my my vulva and i are besties and I've always just enjoyed that me time, that us time that really enjoyed. But honestly, these days, like all of the things that you're saying resonate with me. But I think these days is like masturbation is political for me, just because where we are in our Mm -hmm. history, I think I've arrived at a place where I think of uh, masturbation as like anti-capitalist because Hmm. it's like sex sells, right? That's the thing. And sex is used Mm -hmm. to sell us so many things, Right. And the way that it works is that essentially it like sells any product by. Positioning the product as a gateway, as an access to sex, like that's essentially why sex sells. Mm-hmm. So, like if you have this, if you have these pair of jeans, you're gonna be more sexy, and then you're gonna get more sex. Or, you know, if mm-hmm. you wear this perfume, all the men are gonna be attracted to you, and you're gonna get sex, right? So,
1: like mm-hmm. essentially, like, every product is, is positioned to you as, as a gateway to sex, as a as a access to sex. And sex is not a means to the end. Sex is then is then stability. You're gonna lure the man over with your good smellingness, which will lead to sex, which will then lead to stability, because then they're going to father your children, buy you a house.
0: Exactly, and provide for you. That's kind of the message for for women, right? And And I think for men, it's like, then you're like a stud, like you're putting it out there, Mm -hmm. you're a stud. And then um, that's a a, a broken system in in society. And also, I think um, sex is power, right? So that's the other thing. Like, it's not just like you get sex, Mm. but it's like sex is power. So it's like next step from that. So all Mm -hmm. this stuff is going on. And I just feel like masturbation cuts through all of that, right? Like masturbation is Hmm. your free ticket to sex and sexuality mm. and pleasure so fuck capitalism excuse my French <laughs> I just think it's a very anti-capitalist thing to do I don't know why I arrived at this point but I feel very strongly about it like it's one of my things I masturbate for many reasons and then when I'm done then I give myself a pat on the back for being like anti-capitalist <laughs> 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 it's like it like, aligns with my values okay <laughs>
1: so great yes the shirt should be like fuck capitalism by fucking yourself like i think that's the that's the yeah
0: yeah or just like masturbation is anti-capitalist is a good t-shirt to have i think i might i might make one and just um walk around in it i think it'll raise questions which i like and then it'll be good good conversation that i would be interested in interested in getting into (laughs) that's that and on that note i haven't really stopped that um on that note i also think it's um especially these days It is an act of defiance. I really do. I think Mm. sexuality as we know it, like most of sexuality, especially female sexuality, is presented to us through the male gaze, right? So vast Mm. majority of Mm -hmm. what we consider is sexy is through the male gaze. Even ourselves, Mm -hmm. when we look at ourselves in the mirror and what makes us decide if we're sexy or not are the images that we've seen that we compare ourselves to inevitably. It's like, Mm -hmm. you can't not do this. So a lot of what's written in our in our psyche about sex and sexuality and sexy is through the male gates and I think masturbation is cuts again cuts through all of that and puts you in direct contact with your body and you can decide what sexy is you can decide mm. I feel sexy through this like the sexuality in me looks like this feels like this and isn't potentially Mm -hmm. influenced by all the other things that that we get influenced by when it comes to sexuality so i also think that masturbation is an act of defiance it's one of the ultimate acts of defiance i would go as far as that so again aligns with my values
1: hmm Mm-hmm. See, that feels very for me, it's like I need to do it all die. And I need to do it to like deal with jealousy. And then you just take it to the next step and you're like, it's anti-capitalist and defiant. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I wonder now for the rest of the world <laughs> who is not either going to burst into flames, um, needs to deal with jealousy, or wants to fuck the patriarchy. Why is masturbation good for us?
0: Yes. Well, we know masturbation is actually super healthy, right? We, these are the things that don't tell us, right? This is what it's also like goes along with my act of defiance thing. Mm. Do you remember those things that you get told? Like you get hairy palms or you'll go blind mm-hmm. if you masturbate too much, right? Yes. So like that's what we get yes. told. But nobody tells you actually masturbation is really, really healthy, right? They don't tell yeah. you... That when you masturbate, you release a bunch of feel-good hormones, right? We're looking, we're looking at dopamine, endorphins, testosterone, prolactin—like mm-hmm. beautiful hormones that just make you feel mm-hmm. calm and motivated, and stress relief, and it like increases oh, and know. sustains your sex drive. Exactly, that's why you do it, right? <laughs> prolactin like increases your immune system. Like I, this is like it's like anti-COVID. Masturbation is essentially anti-COVID. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was not something that I was prescribed. That is fair. Yes, that is true. Yes. Yeah, yes. I agree with you. I think it is all of the good, nice feelings. For me, it is that and it helps me sleep. Yes. Great option for insomnia. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I, I want to ask you if you ever had this experience. This is like a side note. Like, okay, I'm tired. End of the day. Like, oh, I need to sleep. Can't sleep. I'm like, all right, let's do this thing. Like, hopefully this will this will help. Kind of getting into it and then like lose it like either lose it cause I'm too tired or lose it cause like something else, like I get distracted and I start thinking about something else and I'm like, God damn it. And then I have to like, get back to it again. And at some point I'm just like enough now. Like I've, I've tried a few times. This is not working out, which is very unlike me. And I just move on. That is the worst, like right before bed to try to like mm. use that as a tool to help you sleep. And it just makes you further exasperated. I'm not a fan of that. I hear
0: you. I hear you. That happens to me. If I'm what I call tired and wired that's when I'm like physically tired mm. but mentally wired and when I'm in that yes. state definitely
1: yes
0: tired and yes. wired and then trying to like masturbate in that state you know it's also like masturbate meditate i think masturbation can be meditation and mm-hmm. i think just like in that state i would find it really hard to meditate it's the same idea like staying on track you know same mm-hmm. like if i'm tired and wired definitely masturbation is hard but if i if you can make it work it will put you to sleep. Beautiful, soft,
1: yes. gentle, snoozy, gorgeous, <laughs> land of nod. So it like lulls you. Totally. <laughs> rocks you to sleep gently, sings exactly. lullabies in your exactly. ear. Exactly.
0: It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> and there's like medical benefits. Like we know, we know that it decreases chances of prostate cancer in men. Scientifically proven. Mm. Right? So wow. totally. And also it is good for combating premature ejaculation. So if you're somebody Mm -hmm. who has problems with that, you know, masturbate, edge, hang Mm -hmm. out there, keep increasing that time. And it's a good, it's a great prescribed, scientifically proven solution or a suggestion or potential cure Mm -hmm. for combating premature ejaculation. That's true. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to do a hat trick with that. A third one for menopausal women. As your sex drive is going down, if you keep masturbating, you will sustain your sex sex drive because if you don't use it, you'll lose it. So I think what happens a lot is women stop having sex for various reasons as they hit menopause. And as they lose their sex drive, they actually stop having sex and they also stop masturbating. If you can actually carry on masturbating, almost like an act of self-care, which is we're going to talk about in a minute, something that you do as a ritual, something that you do as... You know, as if you would go into the gym, as you would go and eat well, you masturbate on a regular basis, throughout menopause, you will sustain your
1: sex drive. Scientifically proven. So that's like Mm. three medical benefits as you're saying that it made me think of I remember my partner once telling me that she would masturbate before hanging like going out on a date or particularly going to see somebody that she was like trying not to hook up with either because it was too soon in their relationship or because like you know it was towards the end like in this one particular case like it was the, towards the end and she was like trying to end it but the person kept like luring her in with mm. like why don't you come over let's give you something to drink and then like they'd be having sex so she would like make sure as much as possible all the way up until when she was going to leave to like drain as much of it from her body so that this way she can be fully present and, and, you know, emotionally intelligent when they were together. See, it helps your body. It helps your mind. I think, you know, I have been thinking about the fact that it for me, the other piece is like it helps with it helps me stay connected to my body. Mm. I think that I have been somebody who lives in my head all of the time. Mm-hmm. And really, it is one of the only places, you know, apart from being in, in partnered sex and even then where I'm just f- like in my actual body. Mm-hmm. And that has been something that has felt really like self discovery and kind of just like connection and that has felt really healing for me in lots of ways. I think that also extends into like, I do think that
0: masturbation is also, you know, is a path to sexual liberation. The more that you know about yourself, the Mm -hmm. more you can spend time with your fantasies, your desires, and you allow pleasure along with them, connected with your body, it will liberate you sexually. It will get rid Mm -hmm. of some of the shame that comes with our desires, our fantasies. And, over time, it will also give you clarity in a way that you can talk to your partners about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're struggling to, you know, when somebody says, what do you like? And you're one of those people that says, I don't know. And there's so many of those people. Honestly, masturbation, like taking your time masturbating and really reflecting on on the experience and growing from that and learning from it will it will lead to sexual liberation. I I 100% believe that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew we were going to talk about this today. And I was both like, I think I said in the beginning, it was like a love hate situation. Like I love this topic because I just don't think we talk about it enough. And it has played such a big role in my life, but I hate it both because of the word masturbation, but also because there has been so much shame wrapped around it for me. And as I was thinking about, you know, as you're saying this, there just, there's so many reasons why we should be doing it and i am thinking well then if there are all those reasons why we should be doing it then why aren't we doing it mm-hmm. and why i think you are like you are the the master of you know the etymology of the word and and the physiology of what's happening in your body and all those things what i am good at the place where i shine is shame and trauma and <laughs> how that has, <laughs> that's where that's where our tons of stories are here <laughs> but like you you know it's interesting, you mentioned or doing it early i remember same super early, super young. Before I knew what it was or that it was bad, it was akin to me as like, you know, you have an itch and you scratch it. Like there was just something like there's this feeling and you attend to the feeling. And I remember I was in elementary school. And I remember telling my mom about it. I remember very specifically like going up to her and saying like, there's this, you know, sometimes I get this tingling and then the tingling makes me want to, you know, touch the, the spot where it's tingling. And I remember she was reading the newspaper and I remember she put the newspaper down, turned to me and looked at me and said, that's disgusting. And like my little girl, like all all those little bits of me that were like vulnerable and looking for connection and looking for guidance, looking for understanding, just like like shattered. That's so sad. And I remember at the time too, I was dealing with, it was like the beginning buds of some like anxiety and depression that was happening for me. And I remember saying to her, there are other things that I think about that now you will never know. Like I, you know, those like kind of dark thoughts and some of that other stuff that had begun to creep up at a young age. I remember saying like, oh, if you can't be trusted with this, I didn't say this, but like essentially if you can't be trusted with that, but I said to her, like there are other things that I think about that now you'll never know. And so that was like the very early age. I remember being young like you and kind of being caught, if you will, to the point that my mom used to do bed checks Mm. and would like come into the room to see if my hands were above the sheets, Mm. like to like check on me. And so, so super early. It was like, I don't even know what this is. I don't know what the word is. I don't know what it means, Mm -hmm. but I know that it's bad. Mm -hmm. And then of course, religion (laughs) Religion Mm -hmm. comes in. Mm -hmm. And then of course, now not only is it bad, but it is going to damn my soul for all of eternity. Mm -hmm. And that was incredible struggle throughout my adolescence because I was going through puberty and all of the feelings and all of the things, and I'm not supposed to mess around with anybody. I'm not supposed mm. to have sex with anybody because mm-hmm. that's also bad, but I can't do anything with those feelings either with myself because that is also bad. Mm. And, you know, I've, I've told the story before, but there was at some point where it was such a challenge for me to stop in my teenage years that I remember making a promise with God and saying, you know, every time I do it, however many children I'm supposed to have take away one of those children. I'm mm. supposed to have three if I masturbate again, only give me two if I'm supposed to have three, you know, and because I thought that was like the only ultimatum, like that was the thing that would stop me. And then, of course, when I did it again, I was I was distraught because I thought to myself, I've just killed my future child. Like my inability to have any self-control has killed my future child.
0: That's really dark and sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a real reason not to do it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think mean, just religion just screws up. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think we dive, we go down that, that rabbit hole. I think it'll be a, you know, a long and dark and deviation from what we're talking about. But the fact that religion is supposed to be about faith and goodness, having these kind of results really saddens me.
1: Yeah. Well, and it, it isn't about it. It was right. It wasn't about faith. It's not about, you know, the higher power. It's not about my body. It was about religion. And if this resonates with you, you should listen to the Easter special that we the conversation that we had with um, D'Andrea Blaylock Johnson, where we talk about sex in the Bible, mm-hmm. because that those types of understandings have been incredibly helpful and healing mm-hmm. for me. So first it was, you know, shame from my my mom in particular and you know, my family and, and culture and shame from from to church. And then as I got older, it became more around shame like with gender role. Because mm-hmm. we talk a lot about, at least in the states, constantly about like boys you know, masturbating, like are jokes about it's in the movies, right. They're wanking all over the place. There's like (laughs) jokes about like socks that are stiff, you know, in the room. And they're jokes about, they're like their whole movies, like American pie. There's just so much that surrounds male masturbation, Mm. but there is no conversation, illustration, visualization, anything about women. And I just felt like it was something that I shouldn't be doing, even as, as a grown, like as a married woman. I would have sex and then afterwards, because I do have such a high libido and so much sexual energy, like I could have kept going, but like we were done with partnered sex. Mm. And so I was like, okay. And I would like wait for him to go to the bathroom to like clean up. And I would like quickly like Mm. do it just to like get the rest of the energy out of my body. But it would be like quiet. I became very good at like stealth masturbation Mm. like I could lay right next to you and you would never know I'm like silent and still (laughs) I'm like ninja I'm a ninja ninja masturbator but that yeah I am I'm like a ninja that's like a superpower but it it it, it came out of necessity it became because I was too embarrassed to let anybody Mm. know even the person I was married with that I just was having sex with. I was too embarrassed Mm. to let them know that my sexual energy was so much that that wasn't enough that I felt Mm. like insatiable. It felt too much and it felt like I would hurt their feelings. And so I just was like stealth about it.
0: It's funny. The, the first time I saw female masturbation on screen, was the movie secretary with james spader and maggie gyllenhaal um in the Mm -hmm. early 2000s it's such an amazing movie for me i can do a whole episode on that movie and we won't do it right now but it was the first time i saw a woman masturbating on screen real masturbation not like porn but like actual kind of Mm -hmm. getting into it and i I remember thinking i remember seeing that scene and going wow you don't see that very often since then there's Mm -hmm. been a few like you know controversial scenes but like you said how many movies are based their entire storyline on oh my boys God. masturbating yes. you know never mind it's like true. one scene but entire storylines so yeah i think it's absolutely true. there's so much um gender shaming around masturbation and how it's like it's okay for boys mm-hmm. to do it but you don't ever see it mm-hmm. you don't even get the message it's not okay for women to masturbate it's just erased the idea of masturbation, yes. women don't even exactly. live together. It's just erasure.
1: Exactly. It's even worse, right? It's worse than saying this is not a good thing. For it to be non-existent at all right. just lets you you know in advance, oh, I can't even, this is not even something that they're trying to stop me from doing. I shouldn't have even been doing it in the first place. Like They're not even trying to stop me because I shouldn't even be doing yeah. it. Right. One of the first times that I, I remember seeing it on screen was in Black Swan. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was the next one that came along. Which is a great scene, that whole, that whole moment. But what's interesting to me is that was a part of her like decline towards being bad, if exactly. you will, which ultimately leads in like her death. Yeah. So I like mixed feelings about it, like appreciation that it's up on screen, you sure. know, like great, all the things Mila Kunich and, you know, and yes, yes to all of it. Ten out of ten. But sure. it is a part of her, her decline, um, yeah. psychological and moral decline yeah. that again leads to her death. So For sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There there aren't that many there aren't that many healthy fun light the way that we think about boys masturbating depictions of women uh, masturbating at all and I think the other part of it that with the erasure is that you feel alone like because we're doing it we're all doing mm-hmm. it like all the women are doing all the girls are mm-hmm. doing all the women are doing it but because we don't see it anywhere and nobody talks about it it's yes. only a very lonely experience for for a lot of people yes they don't yes you know yes. We, we talk about visibility all the time we talk about all sorts of visibility and I think female masturbation visibility is also super important
1: yeah. And, it you know, certainly because of the, the stuff that we do, I listen to lots of podcasts and read a lot of read a lot of books on it. And there's not a lot of conversation like even within adults within the sex positive community. There's mm. not a lot of conversations around masturbation.
0: Absolutely. 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 I went to a William Allenson White Institute conference for therapists, for sex, like therapists who are interested in sex therapy. The whole theme of it was sex. And I was really the only non-therapist in the room. Uh, A therapist friend of mine invited me and I was like, sure, I'll go and see what they're talking about. So it was like a conference hall full of therapists, sex therapists and therapists that are interested in sex and being sex therapists and supporting their clients about sex. And all the topics were being talked about, and at no point people mentioned masturbation, where it was the obvious path where the conversation is going. Mm. It's exactly they were talking about, you know, shame, for example, people not knowing, um, not knowing their own pleasure, and having issues with their bodies, and like the answer is masturbation. The re- the answer is masturbation, and nobody would. We talk about it. So at some point, of course, I put my hand up and I was just like, is there a reason why we're not talking about masturbation? And nobody, everyone kind of like went really awkward and some people kind of started looking at the 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 floor. And then a few, of course, like spoke up with me and they were like, Yeah, let's talk about masturbation. I'm like, Yes. And these people are therapists. Like they are they are in charge of our mental health. They're in charge of supporting us through some of these darker issues that we have about our sex and sexuality. And even they weren't prepared to talk about masturbation so it's this like crazy ass taboo subject almost as taboo as like kink and fetish and it is the most natural out of like of all of those things that's where we all start we all start with masturbation yet that is the one topic we don't feel comfortable talking about
1: yeah i agree with you and, and honestly, on, on on all ends, right on the end of doing it and feeling good about it or not doing it and not wanting to, you know, I'm thinking about folks who, who are asexual mm. and that may, may, may not be something that they need or are interested right. in. And also the myth that if you're asexual and don't want to engage in partnered sex, that doesn't also mean that you don't masturbate and want to touch yourself. Like, like there is just no, there is no defining a person and what they need and what they want and when we don't talk about it we create these boxes of silence for folks that i think is what you and i are saying like we need to be pushing back on
0: absolutely 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 for sure okay so these are so we talked about why we do it we talked about why Mm -hmm. we don't do it how can we actually do it? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how do we break this? How, <laughs> how do, do we it? get
1: out of this, this situation? And how do we do it? All right. Well, let me ask you, wait, are you talking about like, how do we feel self-empowered and like create the environment for ourselves to do it? or like literally like <laughs> do you use your hand or a pillow or like, we, <laughs> like what's
0: we the question We can definitely talk asking? about that. We can
1: definitely talk about that.
0: Like, there are so many different ways. I know that this is a thing. I, I know this is a fascination for you, like all the different ways that people actually
1: masturbate. Yes. Because I think, well, I think because I was so consumed about my own, like push and pull with it my entire life mm-hmm. that I really had not considered much other people doing it, let alone how they did it. Mm-hmm. And so then when I started to be around, you know, partners, both male, male and, and and female and, and non-binary and, and folks seeing who and seeing how they did it again, particularly, particularly for me, cis women, because I was looking at the way that they were moving their body. And I was like, Oh, that's what you're doing. Like when I was seeing, you know, someone with a, with a penis, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Like, it's all interesting to me because I don't have a penis, but when seeing someone with a vulva masturbate, I was like, interesting so you mm-hmm. use a pillow or a stuffed animal or you lay on your back or you lay on your side or you use you like move your underwear and like push the it was just I'm I am I'm fascinated by mm-hmm. all of the thousands of ways that we have figured out how to True. do this thing and I did that like it helped me become more creative because mm-hmm. i had like my way of doing it you know what i mean sure. a plus yeah. b equals c like i was like pull mm-hmm. this lever push this button done mm-hmm. then i'd be like wait what are you doing over there <laughs> oh what's <Yes>. that <laughs> and i'm like yeah. let me try that and i've I now sure. figured out some new avenues some new some mm-hmm. new pathways to see that i didn't even know were possible for sure
0: yeah, do you know I'm actually one of those people I same like I'm a humper like when I was younger I was as a pillow humper like that's how I that was my favorite on my tummy humping a pillow like that was how I rolled. Yes. And then yes. I'll tell you what changed my style is mutual masturbation. Because mm. it's not fun to hump a pillow with a partner. So Mm -hmm. I actually started to like experiment and I mean, I was masturbating all sorts of ways, but really like really started to think about varying my style and and realizing I have varied style and how it would work in different situations uh, was with with partners. And I'm a big fan of mutual masturbation. I think there's so much. Mm -hmm. First of all, I think it's incredibly intimate. I think it's more Mm -hmm. intimate than regular sex. Hands down, Mm -hmm. without a doubt, mutual masturbation Mm -hmm. is one of the most intimate things you can do. I think mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. I will hear any other any other argument about it but that's how I feel and I think <laughs> you're like fight me fight me, fight you me. don't agree, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but fight me but honestly I can't think of anything more well, personally maybe maybe it's different maybe people who like mm-hmm. love to masturbate here and there everywhere they don't really care it's mm-hmm. just like a thing they can do for me I think mm-hmm. mutual masturbation is one of the most intimate things you can do and I think there's mm-hmm. so much like interest and value that and so much closeness there and so much to learn from that. And like, also Mm -hmm. super curious in the same way that you're talking about. I'm like, that's how we masturbate. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. so with that is how I was like, okay, so I actually need to kind of masturbate in ways that is like partner friendly. Yeah. And that's that's when I was yeah. like, okay, I need to vary my style. And it's actually kind of important yeah. to vary your style for a couple of reasons. What you don't want to do is you don't want to condition your body to one type of touch or one type of like, mm-hmm. like you said, like pull this lever, press this button because, mm-hmm. you know, we know that um, neurons that fire together wire together, right? So if you keep doing the same thing, keep doing the same thing, keep doing the same thing, um, your partner is never going to be able to replicate that because no one's going to be able to touch you the way that exactly the way that you want to be touched. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important Mm -hmm. to like vary your style, just like how to do it well, like how to do masturbation well, like make sure you have varied style, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I think that's also important for parents when they're talking to their kids about masturbation to Explain to them that they should really vary their style, especially boys, because I think one of the things that happen is boys, boys during puberty, they start to masturbate, and their grip is actually really important. If they grip too tight, mm-hmm. or if they're always gripping the same way, no vagina is going to be as tight as your grip, and it's actually mm. once you kind of wire that when you wire that, that that way, it's going to cause problems down the line with real partners. So mm-hmm. one of the one of the best advice you can give to your your boys, is to get them to vary their masturbation style. Also, like with condom on, with condom off, like light grip, hard grip, left hand, right hand, up grip, down grip. So With a condom and without a condom. Mm -hmm. Yes, so important. Mm -hmm. So important because ideally when, you know, you're boys are old enough to have sex with girls you want them to use condoms and what you don't want to do is oh i don't feel pleasure without a condom of course you can you just need to like masturbate Mm -hmm. with one and figure out how it feels and you'll just wire your brain Mm -hmm. as much as you would do without one so like these are actually really good tips for
1: parents who
0: should be talking to their kids about masturbation yeah that makes
1: sense to me i mean and even again you know for for folks with all body parts like i've i've had sex with partners who all forms of activities and positions would happen up until the point of nearing climax. And then there's a particular position that they have to get into which, mm. which often mirrors the position they, they take when masturbating to be like, okay, we did all the things that was fun. We built me up to the moment. Like now we need to like get into this position to like finish it off mm. and no shame around that. If you listen, happy to happy to help you in all the ways. Mm-hmm. But I do think also for me as a partner of somebody in, in, you know, who I'm having sex with in that way, it kind of limits my ability to be creative and to explore mm-hmm. them in different ways, because there's a, there's sometimes a little rigidity or, or ritual around the way it needs to be. Mm. So I would like some more exploration, but that has, on frankly, that has also helped me realize that so much of how I was treating masturbation was very utilitarian, was mm. buildup of energy, release the energy, or need mm. to go to sleep, or things like that, and 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 a lot mm. had to do, a lot of that had to do certainly with the shame that I was unpacking, but trying in my you know most recent years. To do, to have like longer, more purposeful sessions, mm. you know, mm. of like romantic, like being romantic with myself, you know, creating mm. a space where there's no one going to be around and there's a big, comfortable bed and the lighting is right. Whatever the things are that make me feel like I don't need to be rushed. I don't need to be secretive about it. I don't need mm. to, like, it's not a means to an end, it's an opportunity to just explore. That has helped me then be open to different types of touch from a partner mm. because I have been willing to explore in that way on my own.
0: Yeah, I totally hear you. Recently, I've gotten into yoga and masturbation. That's my like most recent mm. thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I was Since the beginning of the year, with our listeners who are listening, I was traveling, wandering around Asia, I spent time in India, I spent time in Bali. And I kind of got into... I, y- yoga is something that I've been doing for a long time, but I got into more of the spiritual side of it and different practices of yoga and all that kind of stuff. And, and I started to dabble in tantra in a more kind of deep kind of way rather than sort of surface tantra which we covered on the show as well and some of the things that were coming up for me that were interesting for me is sort of this ritualistic way of approaching masturbation and starting with like breath and starting with using the breath to get embodied and using yoga to get really get anchored into my body nothing major like i'm not doing headstands that's not the type of yoga i'm talking about i'm sort of Mm -hmm. talking about very breath-based easy movement yin style yoga where you're kind of resting in 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 positions but with the breath you're really getting into your body and not just like Mm. getting into your your vulva and vagina, but like really like looking in, experiencing every inch of your body and experiencing the expansion of the breath. And then from, from there going into that sexual energy and masturbating from that mm. has just been a kind of an interesting exercise that I've been exploring that I recommend. If anybody wants to go there, you're looking mm-hmm. at like a good hour, by the way, this is not a quick in and out, mm. <laughs> you know, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to have a quick wank before I go to sleep type thing, but it is really kind mm-hmm. of taking my time you know, doing a couple of, you know, sun salutations, sitting, breathing, uh, moving, a lot of cat-cows. I found like a really slow, deliberate cat-cows to really kind of bring mm. me into my body and connect me to sort of the chakras and eventually to to my vulva and finding, starting from that before I even touch myself and then kind of finding my way there. And even then, you know, taking mm. my time, touching myself. It's been a kind of interesting
1: journey that I invite people mm. to have a go at. That's interesting. I wonder yeah, see I'm thinking about that for me as it relates to practicing edging more. I think that because mm. you know, orgasms again in some ways just felt like a means to an end because it was like physical discomfort if like mm. I didn't if I didn't get release that energy, mm. but also this it's shameful, so like hurry up, like get that mm. joint done quick. We got to be in and out of here. There's a sense of urgency like like even in the midst of partner sex and and, and solo sex like I have to like tell myself like, wait, hey, relax, Cut. Mm. like no one's going anywhere. It's mm-hmm. okay. Cause it just feels like, like a race to me. I'm like, hurry, like, let's get there quick. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. like, this is great. Why am I rushing this? Yeah. so maybe that's, that's something I need to think about too, in terms of my practice with myself is just like getting myself to a certain place and then back down again, like kind of enjoying mm-hmm. all the the plateaus and the levels and the layers of it without kind of moving towards a particular end
0: yeah i i have a i recently have a, a new play partner and that's something that's come up between us it's there's this kind of it's also there's a lot of new relationship energy so we're kind of in it a lot and it feels exactly what you're describing this like race to the end and we recently mm-hmm. have this conversation around like can we sit with tension? like what happens if we sit with attention mm-hmm. like we are practically cohabiting just because we were traveling together and then we came back and so we're spending a lot of time together it's not like we're on the clock, mm-hmm. and like, you know, we have to go separate, go our separate ways. Like, we're both essentially digital nomads, we both work. And we're together, you know, a lot of the time and we kiss and cuddle and go back to work or go on excursions and, and, and sometimes things escalate and it feels like we need to come, we need to get to the end, whatever that end is. Mm-hmm. And recently we had this conversation around like w- we have all the time in the world. We answer to no one. We've designed our lives mm-hmm. to be as free as we can possibly be and you know can that be reflected in the way that we're having sex can that can we just sit with the tension Mm. let the tension be there and keep building on it and building on it building on it without having to feel like we have to resolve it all the time and it's just Mm -hmm. i think it's the same like i think you can definitely start doing that within your masturbation practice and then seeing how that translates into your your sexual practice you know with the partner practice
1: yeah that makes sense cuz to me the most delicious part of partnered sex is the is the way the building mm. and my favorite thing in the world is like being denied essentially, like getting mm-hmm. like, like me being like, we have to, or else I'll die. And they're like, we, <laughs> we let's, let's see about that. Like <laughs> that, like tension of like, can't get the thing that I want. You know what I mean? Like being held in that space is mm-hmm. just so intense. So mm-hmm. I love that in partner sex, but I haven't necessarily done that with myself. Like I haven't tested yeah. myself to be like, all right, let's, let's do you like this right here? Look, we're going to bring it down a few notches and then yeah. see, I got to try yeah. it.
0: I yeah. Try, honestly, try with breathing. Like that's been a big, like one of the big things that I picked mm. up over this, like months and months of gallivanting around Asia, Southeast Asia, was a lot of a to, lot to do with breath, which mm-hmm. you know sounds so simple, yet you know so deep and complicated at the same time. And before you even sit down to masturbate or or whatever, however you want to masturbate, just like spend some time breathing and mm-hmm. seeing what that does to you, and like explore with your hands without even getting into you know, anywhere, you know, any sort of genital area, but like, as you breathe, like touch your body in a way to just really Im- like get into your body with the breath and then go mm-hmm. into your masturbation practice and see if it feels different.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, yeah. you know, for us, it was important for us to spend this month, the better part of an hour having this conversation because mm-hmm. we don't see this conversation. We don't hear, or see this, you know, conversation happening in many places. Mm-hmm. And because I think for, we've, we talk about you and I talk about it a lot offline. <laughs> and wanted to, <laughs> we talk about it all the time. I'm like, how yeah. are you? How have you been masturbating? No. <laughs> we, we, it's important to us like as people. And so wanting to, wanting to normalize having the conversation about it, but also to the point of saying it is important enough for us to take seriously and to take some time with it yeah. to, you know, not just like right again, not before bed and, and, and like in the, the quickness of the night, but like, maybe during the day, mm. maybe in the sunlight, maybe mm-hmm. you create like a cozy, you know, sexy corner space for you to do that. we like comfy pillows. Maybe you do it before sex. Maybe you do it mm-hmm. after sex. Like there's just so many ways in which when you're sad, when you're happy, when you're jealous, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, it's helped me a lot <laughs> through those sure. jealous moments. But yeah. just create some space for it. I think I think to me, that's like the moral of the story is if you find yourself not being able to take that space to do the work and figure out what's what's going on there, because that's certainly been the case for me. And then push back on that stigma, push back on the man on capitalism so Exactly, <laughs> Masturbate.
0: masturbation is political, my friends. Masturbation is political.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the shirt. Oh, we have so many shirts. We we need to open a store now of all the shirts, oh, we and do. we're just gonna have a masturbation line.
0: Of <laughs> just a masturbation line. Yes, with with like for you, like a little um, like a cartoon um, ke- Whistling Castle. <laughs> yes, I think that that yes. just like just that just
1: that, and then let people figure it out, and and the episode number yeah is yours like a fist in the air because then that but that means can be many things i don't know if that's the image what's the image for you
0: i think mine's just gonna say um masturbation is political and just let people Mm -hmm. ask questions Mm -hmm. i think that's that's it it. and then just a side note it'd be fun to have these like it would be fun to have slogan t-shirts per episode and you have like a slogan and then you just have an episode number (laughs)
1: Yes. That would yes. Be fun. If there are shirt makers out there, call us. Let's yeah. let's yeah. work this out. <laughs> so that's it. Happy happy masturbation month. Happy all. masturbation we month. We hope that you celebrate. We hope that you give yourself the gift of a masturbation, your partner and partners the gift mm. of masturbation. We hope that you talk about it in your families in ways that are appropriate so that you are normalizing it and not creating shame. Let's just, you know, may masturbation celebration yes absolutely absolutely confetti and champagne confetti and, and, and vibrators and, and shower v- nozzles for <laughs> everyone. and and comfy pillows <laughs> for everyone everyone exactly nice. exactly happy masturbation month all if you would like to share your masturbation stories or reactions to this conversation then you can start a conversation on our facebook group at we are curious foxes You can also visit our website at wearecuriousfoxes.com for blog posts on masturbation and episodes, blog posts, resources, all on related topics under the umbrella of love, sex, and relationships. You can also find bonus cuts, mini episodes, online workshops, and a whole lot more available to you on our Patreon at Foxes. We would love for you to share this episode with someone who you think needs it. If this conversation meant something to you, you can also leave us a review. You can like and follow us on Apple, Spotify, Audible, Stitcher, wherever you're listening. If you haven't already, please do that. Please let the podcast algorithm gods know that you are listening let your friends know that you're listening let your partners know that you're listening by sharing this by rating by leaving a comment and then let us know send us an email or a voice memo at listening at we we would love to hear your stories would love to hear your questions and would love to hear your ideas for future episodes this episode
0: is produced by effie blue and jacqueline mesla with help from yamur Arkeshe. Our editor is Nina Pollock, who tolerates our mental masturbation every week. Our intro music is composed by Dev Saha. We are so grateful for their work. And we're grateful to you for listening. As always, stay curious, friends. Curious Fox podcast is not and will never be the final word on any topic. We solely aim to encourage curiosity and provide a space for exploration through connection and story. We encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind. And we'll look forward to your feedback. Stay curious, friends. Stay curious. 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 curious.